Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to episode 63 of Podcast Royal, where we're talking all things Platinum Jubilee. Prince Louis stealing our hearts at Trooping the Color, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex's return to royal events, and of course, our beautiful queen. Plus, we've got none other than royal expert Elizabeth Holmes on the show today to break down the Platinum Jubilee with us. So much to dive into, so let's get into it. It is our Platinum Jubilee episode. Oh my gosh, I am riding on such a royal high from this past weekend. How are you and what are you into this week? I mean, other than the obvious, the Platinum Jubilee, which we will delve plenty into. Yeah, I know. We were just talking before we started recording about how it's almost impossible to recap everything in one episode. Um, And, you know, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later on, but... It was a, a week of, of fun events to follow along with. So before I get in, I have a, I guess, kind of a random thing I'm into this week that's totally unrelated to the Jubilee. But before we get into that, I just have to talk about and get ourselves laughing with our listeners. Prince Louis shushing his mother at the Queen <laughs> Jubilee pageant. Um, I know everyone's seen the memes of him. <laughs> he is officially the most popular royal this week. And I think Catherine has now become the most relatable royal to any moms of young children this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I got that hand over her mouth, Jessica. And I said, oh, no, 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 Prince Louis, you did not. But she handled it so well. And then he did that little, like, I didn't even know people still did this gesture, like the the <laughs> thumb on nose. I know. It felt like it was like, didn't kids do that, like, in, like, the 1950s? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, but I thought, I mean, if I were Kate, I don't know if I would have handled that shushing moment as well as she did. But props to her because she handled it with class yeah. and grace. I think what was so great about it is one, seeing Louis interact with so many members of the family. I mean, he sat in Prince Charles' lap for a little while. You know, we saw him running around by Her Majesty, sat in his dad's lap. We saw him interact with his siblings and his mom. And I don't really think we've ever seen this much of his personality. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I really enjoyed about it. But I don't know if you saw this on the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge's Instagram account. They kind of recapped all the events. And at the end in the caption, they put, we had an incredible time, especially Louis <laughs> with the little eyeball emoji. I, I did see that. <laughs> I'm just glad they're in on, I mean, of course they're in on the joke. I asked my mom, I said, cause of course, you know, like on Thursday, for example, they're up on the balcony with him. They, they can't see everything he's, I mean, they can see that he's, you know, doing he's that he's being Louie and he has so much personality but they probably couldn't see everything especially William he was a couple steps down but can you just imagine when they went home that night and like we're watching the the coverage and they're like oh my gosh look at all these meme worthy Louie moments that's our kid like I just think that's amazing yes definitely okay so the the thing that I'm 
into this week or back into, I guess, this is not an ad, but I've been getting back into the Duolingo language learning app. Have you used that before, Rachel? No, I haven't, but I've, I've thought about it because I, I speak pretty fluent Spanish, but I would like to start learning French. So tell me more. Yeah, so, you know, same. Um, this one, you know, I know it's pretty popular. A lot of people use Duolingo and I started using it a while back and kind of got busy and quit, but I, I re-downloaded it. Um, if you haven't used the app before, there's tons of languages to choose from and it really walks you through you know, understanding the language, sentence structure, how to speak it. Um, you know, so our friends who really love Britain, you can learn Welsh or Irish, um, or if you want to, you know, expand beyond Britain, um, you can, you know, pick from all kinds of languages. And I am actually practicing French right now. When I was in school, I took Spanish and um, had several levels of Spanish, but I never took French. So that's what I'm learning and um, back into it this week. And I recommend that for anyone who has a few minutes every day to, to spend learning a new language. So okay. what about you? What are you into and how are you doing this week? Yeah, I'm good. Um, you know, we we're going to talk about this with Elizabeth in a, in a little bit on our chat with her, but I am off to London in two and a half weeks. And of course, I've never been more excited to get there after seeing everything. Of course, the Jubilee's over and but I hope and I and I'm confident that the spirits will still be high in in early July. I'm there July 1st through the 10th. And so I'm very excited about that. But what I'm into this week, other than the obvious Platinum Jubilee Overload, which we're dedicating this entire episode to, and, and I'm still absolutely riding on a major high from, I'm going to use this moment to spotlight, of course, that we finally saw a photo of baby Lily from her first birthday. So the Sussexes had a backyard picnic at Frogmore Cottage to mark the occasion last Saturday. She is so beautiful, that red hair. She and her brother share that red hair. Of course, their father does as well. And we all, speaking of seeing babies for the first time, now we've seen Lily before, but it was in profile and wasn't a full-on shot like this was. But we also saw our first glimpse of August Brooksbank's face. Usually yeah. always shoots him from the back, right? And he is so cute too. He looks like both of his parents. And um, I also want to mention here, because we're going to spend the rest of the time talking about the Jubilee, that the Brooksbanks have new digs and will now split their time 50-50 between the UK and Portugal, where Jack got a new job. So just exciting for the Brooksbanks. And I want to call out another royal exhibit I'm thrilled for, although I will miss it um, because I won't be in the UK yet. But if you are in the UK right now or will be there before June 15th, you might want to check this out. The Spencer Tiara is on display at Sotheby's in London as part of an exhibition called Power and Image, Royal and Aristocratic Tiaras, which started on May 28th and it runs until June 15th. So if you are in London and want to see it, please make haste because you've got one week from the day this episode airs to check it out. So that is what I'm into this week. And let's dig into segment one, your fashion pick of the week. I don't know how you're going to choose because we've got so many Jubilee looks and there's so many good fashion picks to choose from. So what is your fashion pick of the week? Yeah, I mean, I know we're going to dig into some fashion with Elizabeth later on. Um, but, you know, this segment is always really fun. But it is quite a tough one this time to narrow it down to one outfit with, you know, all of the amazing royal fashion we saw this week. Um, yeah. 
So, you know, I thought I'd just share a few little recaps and things that I picked up on and kind of noted this week. Um, First, I really loved how at Trooping the Color, the royal family really coordinated with the blue and white theme. Um, You know, I think really across all of the events, I feel like we saw a lot of blues and a lot of pinks, but, um, you know, Her Majesty in that light blue dress with the white trim and matching hat. That was a great choice in my opinion. And then we saw the Duchess of Cornwall in white and blue and the Duchess of Cambridge and that rewear of the white coat dress with the white and navy hat. Princess Charlotte in a blue dress, Princess George in a navy suit, and cutie Prince Louis was also in his dad's sailor suit that he wore to Trooping the Color. I think it was in 1985. Um, So that was a really fun moment to see. Um, I also noticed the Wessexes were coordinating in pink, and I'm really not sure why they didn't go with the blue theme. Um, I don't know if you have thoughts on that. I, I didn't really know why they why they went with pink, but they looked great. And we even saw Princess Eugenie, who was not on the balcony. She still posted a photo on her Instagram account, and she also had a light blue dress on. And of course, we saw a little glimpse of the Duchess of Sussex um, in in blue with that hat with the blue bow as well. But what did you think about the Wessexes in pink at Trooping the Color? Yeah, I did. I guess I didn't really think much about it, to be honest with you. But I do know that Sophie, again, wore pink the next day. So maybe that was just the color that she went with. I mean, um, I, but I, I don't know. That's, a, that's actually a great question. And I'd love listeners to weigh in on this, DM us or email us. Um, because every, it seemed like there, there's no way that that was a coincidence, right? Like it seemed very intentional that blue is our color theme. And actually, we're going to talk about that with Elizabeth Holmes in a little bit. Um, but I thought, I mean, I thought Sophie looked beautiful. I thought Louise looked beautiful and, um, but yeah, that's a great point that I guess I had not thought of, but it blue definitely was the color of the day on Thursday for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I loved it. Um, and, and then, so going under the service of Thanksgiving, you know, I have to say Catherine was stunning in that soft yellow dress and hat. Yes. Um, I think she had a lot of fans of that outfit. Um, and I, I keep wondering how every color and every shade just looks great on her. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, what? yellow does not look, yellow, orange, like those lighter colors do not look good on me, but everything looks good on Kate. Um, I also, of course, really liked Megan's dress. I loved her shoes. Um, I thought Zara's outfit was really fun. She had that hot pink coat dress, which I kind of thought she took a note from her grandmother to dress in bright colors. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also wanted to mention a lesser known royal that really stood out to me. So we don't really hear much about Lady Frederick Windsor. Um, So for listeners who may not know her, she is actually married to the son of Prince Michael of Kent, um, who is a cousin of Her Majesty the Queen. So um, so she is a distant relative by marriage um, to the royal family. And her, um, I guess her non-royal name is Sophie Winkleman. Anyway, you may have seen her in photos at the service of Thanksgiving. She looked really, really pretty in this bright, rosy kind of fuchsia colored dress. And she had this headband with a big pink flower on it. But I noticed something that I have not seen anyone else talk about. Maybe somebody's mentioned it, but I haven't seen it anywhere. I'm pretty sure she was wearing the exact same dress as Princess Beatrice. She was. She was. was in blue. Okay. She was. I saw this. I think I saw this on People. Um, if they weren't the same dress, they were 
almost identical. I mean, and, they had to have been the same dress. Yeah, yeah. I think they were, and I, I'm, I'm 99.9% sure that I read that on people, that they were the same. Because I've been reading a lot about, they're calling her Sophie Windsor. So um, Sophie Windsor this week and how she's an emerging fashion royal icon. And um, and they put the, those two looks, Beatrice and Sophie, up against each other. And I think they're the same. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad you noticed that too. Um, the Wessexes also, you know, they kept with their pink theme. They had kind of a mix of pink and blush hues um, both days. And Sophie Wessex's dress um, at the service of Thanksgiving, I really loved. It was this light pink kind of sparkly dress. And she had this big, beautiful sash tied in a bow in the back, like right behind her shoulders. Mm-hmm. It looked really feminine and pretty. Um, and I just don't think I can pick a favorite this week. I think they were all outstanding and I'm going to stop talking fashion now because I know <laughs> we're going to dig into it with Elizabeth later on. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's just impossible to pick one look because I, we're, again, we'll talk about this later. We keep queuing up this interview, queuing up this interview, but I don't think there was a miss this weekend. And, and there are, I never say that, right? Like there's always with so many people over the course of so many days, there's always bound to be a miss somewhere. And I don't know where that miss would be. I just thought every, everybody looked great. And did you, okay. Did you happen to see Mike Tyndall putting on Zara's hat and, um, comparing, I think it was Eugenie and Zara's outfits on Friday. The Eugenie was in orange and Zara was in pink to Starburst. <laughs> he is always one with the joke. I appreciate that so much. Also, I liked, I have to say this is really has nothing to do with anything, but I really liked seeing the Tyndall kids this weekend. I liked seeing the Phillips kids this weekend and um, just people that we don't often see the, the a lot of the non-working Royals that often all, are not always out front, but it was great to see everybody this weekend. Definitely. All right, well, let's move into segment two, the Royal Rundown. Before we get into our chat with Elizabeth, let's cover a few pre-Jubilee items in the Royal Rundown. This will be very brief, but I just want to take a few moments to say, let me put my cheesy hat on for a moment because you knew this was coming, um, especially after this weekend, how fortunate I feel to be a royal reporter. I, I really am writing still. Today. We're recording this on Tuesday night, as as we always do. Of course, the Jubilee ended on Sunday, so two days ago. I'm riding on such a high for the monarchy right now, and I'm so moved and impressed by the Platinum Jubilee. I really immersed myself fully in it. I first of all, because I love her majesty, but also because I was covering it for Marie Claire. So I'm so glad that I jumped in head first. It was a wonderful weekend. I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I was having trouble getting excited about it for some reason. It just didn't seem real that it was already almost here. And then thankfully that changed as soon as I saw Trooping the Color start and the kids, the Cambridge kids were in the carriage. And it's just, I mean, it was just great. And I, I can't wait to continue the celebration tomorrow night with you because we, you were ended up traveling last week. So we didn't get to see each other over uh, the Jubilee, but we are making up for that tomorrow. Yes, definitely. All right. A couple of pre-Jubilee bits. So first up, after we recorded our last episode two weeks ago, PJ the Corgi came uh he made his debut or her debut I'm not really sure um that was an adorable idea I think it's a I don't know PJ we'll call it a boy dog he was kind of the mascot of the jubilee and I knowing you and your love for dogs I'm positive that you loved him I did love PJ and we actually shared him on our Instagram account so I'm sure listeners saw that in um 
you know, there was just so many like cute little, little things throughout, you know, the week uh, associated with the Platinum Jubilee that I really liked. Um, and it will talk, we'll talk more later about that, but, um, but yeah, loved PJ. Yes. And we didn't touch on this in the last episode because it hadn't happened yet, but Megan visited Uvalde, Texas after the horrific school shooting there that happened on May 24th, which was the day we recorded. I know we mentioned it really briefly with our guest last episode, Kenzie Schofield, in our interview with her. But later that week, Megan headed off to Uvalde to pay her respects, which I found very moving and touching. And from all accounts that I've read, she really tried to keep it under the radar. Of course, Megan can't do anything right. So folks want to say that she's doing it for publicity. But I was wondering what you thought of her visit. Yeah, you know, I think I saw one or two mentions of it online, but I didn't see a lot of coverage, which I I think is how it should be. You know, I feel like in these situations, the focus should be on the victims and their families. And I do think it's really kind when celebrities offer support during difficult times, whether it's by volunteering or providing resources to those in need. Um, I agree, it shouldn't be for publicity. I did read that she dropped off some sandwiches and beverages, and I think that's a really thoughtful gesture to take time to do that. Yeah, and I, th- I thought that it was extremely classy of her, and our, our hearts just continue to be with the families of the victims. I, I'm gut sick. I know you are too, and like I said last episode, it really does put all of this into perspective. Yes. You know, as does this, um, we we also saw that the Queen visited Balmoral for some R&R prior to the Jubilee, but on her way back into London, the plane actually ran into a lightning storm, and the storm actually forced the pilot to divert his first attempt at landing and ride out the storm in the air for about 15 minutes. Thankfully, on his second attempt to land, he was successful and everyone's okay, but um, a scary moment there for sure. Yeah, that's terrifying. Um, And also pre-Jubilee, Her Majesty released a portrait to commemorate the occasion. She wore a blue Angela Kelly creation that actually appeared again at Trooping the Color on Thursday. So this portrait was much, much more low-key than her other Jubilee portraits. She didn't have any crowns. She didn't have any medals. She didn't have any sashes as she had in the past. So um, I was wondering what you thought of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've said this a million times before. I always love an opportunity to see a tiara or a sash. I mean, that really gives me the the royal vibes. But I loved this outfit choice for her. And, you know, I thought to not have the the medals or the tiara, um, the outfit in itself, it did feel very appropriate for the occasion. It was, I mean, it was just a really like nice, um, high quality or royal outfit, um, that, you know, I thought the color was great. And, um, so I mean, I loved it, you know, again, like I I always, always love seeing a tiara or, um, or, you know, a sash or medals, but I did really like this choice of an outfit. You know what this really spoke to me as I think the other Jubilee portraits say I am the queen, but this portrait says I am Elizabeth. And this, it was much more subdued. She looks like a grandmother. She looks like my grandmother actually with, you know, her hair and it just, she just, she, it it really, and, and I heard this said so many times that she did not want to make the platinum Jubilee about her. She wanted to make it about the monarchy. And I think that the portrait and everything that happened 
at the Jubilee. Obviously, we were celebrating her, but it was also so much bigger than her, too. And it was about the institution of the monarchy and um, and the history that's been made here. So I loved it as well. She looks beautiful, of yeah, course. That's a really great point. And I hadn't thought of that, but, but you're right. It sort of takes the focus off of, you know, here is a portrait of, you know, the ruler of the country to here is a portrait of the woman behind the monarchy. Yeah. And um, I think that's a really great perspective. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. A last little bit of news before we get into the main event with Elizabeth Holmes. We're going to break down the Jubilee day by day. Um, Minnie asked, who was that man in uniform alongside Her Majesty's first balcony appearance at Trooping the Color on Thursday? The answer is her beloved cousin, the Duke of Kent, who, in a bit of news that we already had on the docket, and then there he was, he showed up, it's like we manifested him. Mm-hmm. He has a book coming out in August. His autobiography, A Royal Life, will be released August 16th. Looking forward to reading that, of course. And with that, let's dig deep into the Platinum Jubilee with Elizabeth Holmes. Take a listen. <laughs> If you are a royal lover like us, you definitely know the name Elizabeth Holmes. She's a royal expert, veteran fashion writer, creator of the beloved bulletin newsletter, So Many Thoughts, and author of a book we love, HRH, So Many Thoughts on Royal Style, which was an instant New York Times bestseller. We're so excited to have you here today, Elizabeth, to delve deep into the Platinum Jubilee. What else could we talk about today, right? So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So before we dig into the four days one by one, I'd like to go around the horn here and ask all of us our most standout moment from the Jubilee. I'm really excited to talk about this. Uh, Elizabeth, let's start with you. What was your number one standout moment from this past weekend? Oh my gosh. So I, I was in London. I I traveled for it and I made a very last minute trip, but I was just sort of like overcome by like this moment in history. And I was like, I just need to be there. And so I would say my, um, number one moment was, um, when the queen walked out onto the balcony for trooping the color on Thursday morning, um, I was in the crowd and I had made the mad dash up the mall to get a spot where I could see the balcony because it was sort of obstructed by all the concert setup. Um, but seeing her there and seeing her walk out, I mean, it was just, it was so moving. I mean, it, it truly was a, you know, there's been so much swirling about the queen's health and, you know, there's so many questions about, you know, what she was going to be able to do. And I just kept thinking I wanted her to make it to her parties in June. And then, you know, here she was stepping out, celebrating this historic milestone. It was, it was amazing. What a powerful moment to be able to see her in person for this event and we want to hear all about how London was we will for sure dig into that but Jessica I'm dying to know what your standout moment from the weekend was yeah I mean it's hard to pick just one Elizabeth I was actually following along on your Instagram stories because I could not be there in person I was traveling for work this week and had to miss it but um, I really enjoyed seeing it uh, through your Instagram and I mean I agree any any point where we were able to see her majesty was just really exciting and incredible and, and it was really amazing to see her there um, and then of course I know we're going to dig into this later probably too but all of the little Louis moments were uh, really stand out for me too. (laughs) Louis is just the most adorable child. He is, he's going to be a handful. I'm telling you. Um, He is a handful. (laughs) Yeah. Look, let me tell you about the moment he put his hand over his mama's mouth. 
Jessica and I are from the South, Elizabeth. And I said, oh no, Louie, you do not do that. But she handled, Kate handled it with full grace and class as ever. But for me, that, I mean, this is the impossible question because there were so many moments and I was covering it. I covered the whole thing for Marie Claire. So I was, you know, dug, I dug deep into everything, but I would say for me, the, you know, the queen, it was up in the air. So she of course made the two balcony appearances on Thursday for Trooping the Color. And then she wasn't seen for two days. And so it was up in the air, whether she would feel well enough to come on Sunday after the pageant to get on the balcony again. And then I, I remember the pageant was ending. Elizabeth, you were probably there. The pageant was ending and the royal standard is raised, mm. right? And, I, and I, I, I'm getting goosebumps even now as I'm recounting it. And the royal standard was raised. And I said, oh, and I was actually with my mom, who's a huge royal fan as well. And I said, oh, mom, she's there. She's there. And then, of course, it's always a game time decision. Will she be able to come out? And she did in that beautiful, bright green. And it just after four days of being immersed in the Platinum Jubilee to see her in that moment, it just wrapped everything up in a bow and was incredibly powerful for me. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, uh, Loved it. Well, let's go back to Thursday. We're going to break this down day by day. So Thursday for listeners, just in case you maybe didn't see this, I don't know how you're a Royal fan and didn't dive into this, but that to each his own. So Thursday kicked off the Jubilee with Trooping the Color, which is an annual birthday celebration for the monarch that included a military parade and a really impressive 70 aircraft fly past. I love a good fly past, right? Like, like <laughs> were you there on the ground for the fly past? Was that incredible? It was. And I have to say, it's incredibly cool. Like it looks cool so on cool. in on video, obviously, but like to be the like whoosh of the moment is really, it's really something. Was it as loud as Louie made it seem it was? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think what happened was because it was the Jubilee, there was like multiple fly pass. I mean, it was like, it was Mm -hmm. like time. There was like, I I lost count. Um, You know, the one that gets the most attention is the, um, the one where the it's red, white, and blue. Um, And the one before that they were flying in the formation of 70, which was very Mm -hmm. cool, but there were like at least four or five other aircraft situations. I do this is not my specialty. So I don't know what (laughs) what the aircrafts were, Um, but it was, I think it was the like, um, repeated loud noise that perhaps made Louis get to the point that he did yeah. cover in his ears. Well, he has little ears too, yeah. right? He's four. Yeah, so he's four. anyway, so Trooping the Color was all about the Queen. Again, it's hard to deny that the Cambridge kids, especially little Prince Louis, stole the show. So the three Cambridge kids all made their carriage procession debut on Thursday. And then, of course, on the balcony, Louis was never expressionless, giving us everything from sheer delight to total horror. Uh, Those planes probably were really loud. So let's talk fashion for a moment, because Elizabeth, I know that is your one of your many specialties. It seemed on Thursday that the color theme was blue. So we had the queen in a blue Angela Kelly look that she also wore in her official Jubilee portrait. Kate wore a white Alexander McQueen rewear, but a white and blue hat, sapphire earrings that once belong to Princess Diana. Louis was in a sailor suit that his dad, Prince William, wore in 1985. Charlotte was in a blue dress. George in a navy suit. Camilla was in blue. Megan was in blue, though we didn't see much of her. Uh, it was a rewear from the night before her wedding in 2018. So, Elizabeth, I want to ask you, is there any significance to the blue color palette here? 
Well, my, my theory here is that, um, you know, the queen always sets the tone and I think it was probably made, um, clear to the rest of the family, what she would be wearing first. And then, you know, I mean, if you look at the balcony image with, um, you know, Kate and the kids in white and blue, um, and the queen in white and blue, it, it looks so harmonious, right? It's yeah. such a powerful thing. It's, and at a time when there were so many questions swirling around about the family dynamic, that I think that sort of unspoken sense that you get when you're looking at, you know, a picture of people who are all sort of coordinating, there is just sort of a calming, you know, peace that comes with that. And I think that's something that they were trying to project throughout the Jubilee that, you know, this was a family that was very much together in, in celebrating and keeping the focus on the queen. And that's why, I mean, I loved that um, there were so many rewears, you know, that Kate was in a rewear, Camilla was rewearing an outfit from Ascot. You know, I mean, that, a rewear to me is always a signal that they're trying to downplay the the fashion that they're wearing um, because there's something more important going on. And um, certainly the queen was the focal point of the weekend. I love that. Okay, a couple more tripping the color facts before we go on for those that on the off chance missed it. So Charles took the salute for the queen on horseback alongside William and Anne. The queen, as we mentioned a moment ago, made two balcony appearances on Thursday. The first was with her cousin, the Duke of Kent, and then later with the working royals. It was announced on Thursday morning that Andrew had tested positive for COVID, which is very convenient. I will leave that. I will leave my comments there um, and would miss all of the Jubilee festivities, which no one cried over. And Harry and Meghan watched the festivities alongside other non-working royals from the major general's office in Charlotte. And maybe one of my favorite moments from the day tried and, and failed to calm Louis' exuberant waving in the carriage. She actually had a few moments this weekend where she was totally pulling like Charlotte, I call it the Charlotte in charge moments. Like at one point, I think it was on Sunday, George leaned onto the balcony and Charlotte, Charlotte, like, like tapped him. And then he quickly corrected and stood back up straight again. And then Louis, did you see this on Sunday? Louis put his legs on Charlotte. She pushed him yes. off. Like Charlotte, is, Charlotte is who I aspire to be. So, um, she, she was adorable. I have to say that the carriage ride in particular was so interesting to me because again, it's something you see on TV, but when you witness it in person, you get a sense of how quickly those carriages move and yeah. the crowds were huge. I mean, huge. And we had gotten there at like four in the morning and people just, I mean, it just built from there. And so by the time the carriages actually drive past it would be so overwhelming. And so all the expressions of the kids' faces are all like, they're sort of confused and a little like. You can just tell they're just sort of reserved about what's happening. And I think like, of course they had to have been, you know what I mean? It was just, it was sort of a blur of, you know, they're trying to figure out like who to wave to and what they're supposed to do. And sure. like, it, I just found it highly relatable because it's you, imagine clearly, you can't rehearse, you can't rehearse what it feels like to be in a yeah. carriage in a crowd. Yeah. With thousands of people screaming your name, cheering, no, exactly. bags, and you're going quickly and you're also going backwards. Like the kids were going backwards. So that's like just so many different things going on at once. Were, did, did you get to see them come by in the carriage? I did. I did. It was incredible. Wow. I mean, it was one of those things that like, yeah, it's just a moment I'll never forget. And, you know, um, they were all very much trying to figure out what they should be doing. And at one point, so they go, they go, and then they, they do, you know, the, um, they have the uh, proceedings, um, at horse guards and then they come back. And so on the way back, I think they had some of their energy had kind of run out, which I don't blame them. It's a long day for those little kids. And when Kate passed us, she reached toward, um, George and sort of like tapped his knee to try and get him to start waving again. Oh, <laughs> and he wow. gave her this look like, uh, 
And then he smiled and waved again, but it was really funny. She just, it was the most subtle little, just like little prompt of like, keep going. <laughs> oh, wow. That's moment. good inside baseball right there. Well, Elizabeth, you mentioned the crowds being really big. And I think that was another standout moment for me too. It's just the incredible, um, you know, the, the crowds and the cheering and the excitement. Um, and I wonder, you know, really what was going through the kids' minds as they went through on the carriages. Uh, but I was going to ask you, do you think that us seeing so much of the Cambridge kids um, over the, the course of the events was intentional to show that, you know, while we have a queen who's been on the throne for 70 years, um, the royal family has a really bright future ahead. Yeah, I do. You know, and I think that the Cambridges have, you know, Will and Kate have seemed to have um, very much kept their children out of the public eye and certainly to the same extent as, you know, Will and Harry were when they were kids, they, we saw them a lot more. Um, and the Cambridges have, have opted for a much more private lifestyle, but there's only so long they can do that. Right. You know I mean? They are public family. And so this was like a really perfect time, I think, to start, um, you know, like showing them their roles as Royals, you know, this is, this is their life. This is the family they were born into. And I thought they did it in like, very sweet and gentle ways, you know, when they, I don't want to get ahead of it, but when they went off to Wales, you know, and, and they were doing a walkabout with the crowd, you could see how Kate and Will were sort of coaching George and Charlotte and keeping them comfortable and helping them learn to interact with the crowds. And, you know, I think it is such an important thing to show that, you know, the queen um, at this historic moment has, you know, several generations backing her up here, you know, and there's, there's a lot, um, there's a lot more to come for the monarchy. Absolutely. So later Thursday evening, the queen lit beacons at Windsor Castle. She reportedly also met her namesake, baby Lilibet Diana that night. And Friday was the queen's service of Thanksgiving at St. Paul's Cathedral. There was a reception after and but her majesty didn't make it because of discomfort experienced at trooping the color. Harry and Meghan were there hand in hand, smiling, waving. Meghan looked fantastic, I thought, and head to toe Dior. This ended up, unfortunately, though, being the only time we saw Harry and Meghan out front all weekend. So I'm wondering if you were surprised by that. And what was your impression of their time in the UK based off of your sources? Because I believe they flew home on Sunday. So they've been home now for a couple of days. So um, were you surprised that we didn't see them very much? I mean, yes and no. So the, all the pre-Jubilee press and all their critics, you know, were trying to say that they were going to overshadow the queen and steal the spotlight. It was all these unfounded reports. Um, and so I think that their decision to lay very low was a smart one um, because they were clearly there and part of the celebrations, but nobody could accuse them of, you know, being flashy or overstepping or no. anything like that. Um, and so I love actually that the first glimpse we got of them was, you know, those sort of grainy long lens photographs at Drooping on Thursday, because it was just um, a reminder that they are there and within the family fold and taking part in the celebrations, but certainly we're not front and center. And then, you know, it did feel like a big deal that the queen was not able to attend on Friday, um, but it was um, quite heartening to see the way that her family um, showed up, you know, and to, to celebrate her. And I think, um, you know, watching Harry and Meghan go up the steps of the cathedral, there was, you know, that was a really big moment, you know, I mean, there's been so much pressure, I think, because of the pandemic, um, and, you know, people haven't just been out and about. And so this was the first time we'd seen them in the royal fold in like more than two years, that was a big yeah. deal. And I thought they executed flawlessly. I mean, Meghan looked incredible. And that outfit was 
super stylish, super true to her, you know, who doesn't love a belted trench, you know, that's such a signature (laughs) style for her. But then it was, you know, because it was in that um, very pale gray, it was, it was really low key, especially compared to like Harry's cousins, Eugenie and bright orange and Zara Tyndall and pink, you know, she sort of blended in with this, the stone of the cathedral in a really lovely way. And a really sort of like, I'm here to honor the queen, you know, not to stand out or, and like, I just, I loved it. I really did. I think, um, it, you know, they were in a really difficult position and anything they did was going to be so heavily scrutinized that, you know, to, to lay, to, you know, do one big public moment and lay low the rest of the time was pretty smart as much as I would have loved to see them more. I really hoped that I would see them on Sunday at the pageant, but, um, it is what it is. And I agree they, they, they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. Right. And so I think that they chose the best course of action and I'm just glad we got to see them at all. Honestly. Honestly, I was so glad that they were just participating in it. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like that this was such a moment in history and like it's Harry's grandmother, you know, <laughs> like, of course, they should be there to celebrate her. And yeah. the fact that now we all know everybody can take a deep breath that Lilibet has met her namesake. And, you mm-hmm. know, like that, that was there was so much, you know, chatter about that. It's like everybody's on good standing. And, um, you know, the fact that we got a picture of Lilibet after the fact was yes. just a cherry on top. What a cutie. Well, you mentioned that Eugenie was in orange. Um, we also saw Sophie and Zara in pink. And of course, Kate wore Amelia Wickstead. Um, and you were on site here and at every other Jubilee event. So can you give us a behind the scenes look at everything? Yeah, so the cathedral was like such a different setup than trooping, you know, trooping, everybody went very early and some people camped out overnight. It was crazy. But the cathedral, there just wasn't the space, um, but there was certainly the crowds. And so it was just a much different vibe. And they kind of keep the crowds back a little bit. And there was a lot. Um, of cars coming and members of the military line. It was just very hard to see. Um, so people, I think, were getting a little anxious about that. And it was, there's just a, I don't know, it just felt like a little bit more of a charged atmosphere. Um, but certainly it's a, it's a beautiful um, setting, the steps of the cathedral to watch them sort of waltz up and waltz down. And um, it was very cool to see how they arrived and they arrived in sort of reverse order. So the, um, the royals that are further down the line show up first um, and then, you know, last to go in is Charles. And then on the way out, they reverse that. The one thing that I did find really notable is that at the end of the service, usually at the end of the a service of Thanksgiving like this, the family will sort of linger at the top of the steps of the cathedral to allow for sort of a casual group shot. We've seen that certainly in 2012 with um, the Diamond Jubilee. And they didn't do that this time. Um, you know, they, they went out sort of couple by couple. And I think that was really intentional because they didn't, I mean, even if the picture had been the happiest smiles, you know, even if they were all getting along super well, it would have made the story of the day about the family dynamic and not about the service, you know, thanking the queen. And so they just avoided that entirely. And I think um, as much as I would have liked to see the group shot, that it was very smart of them to avoid that. That's really interesting. I had not thought about that. Because yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you like sort of um, imagine services of Thanksgiving in the past, they do just sort of like linger this very casually, just like, and it just allows the cameras to get, you know, a couple of casual shots of them all inter- interacting. And this time, you know, the service was over and out came Charles and Camilla and they got in their car and then out came Will and Kate and they got in their car and then out, you know, it was just, and then, you know, Sophie and um, Anne and Edward and, you know, it just, they went, they came out as they went in. And so they avoided that group moment entirely. That's so fascinating. I had not thought about that. So let's flash to Saturday. So Saturday overview was a huge day. 
huge weekend really for George and Charlotte and Louie, but George and Charlotte were there on Saturday. Louie was not. Um, George and Charlotte joined their parents for a surprise visit to Wales and represented the queen at the Derby at Epsom Downs. And the Royals wished Lily, baby Lily, a happy first birthday on Instagram. You know, I, my one wish, I, my wishes were fulfilled beyond like my emotion, my Royals cup is more than full right now. But <laughs> if I had to put an exclamation point on this weekend, I would have loved a Lily meets Lilibet photo, but we haven't gotten that, but we did get the photo of Lily. So that is, I mean, she's, I mean, beyond she's the cutest. So um, then that evening, the platinum party at the palace, which say that five times fast. I finally said it so many times now that I got it out without messing it up. Platinum party at the palace. George and Charlotte joined their parents again for performances from the likes of Queen and Adam Lambert, Rod Stewart, Alicia Keys, Diana Ross, and my mom pointed this out, even Diana's favorite band, Duran Duran, which I thought, wow, how cool would that be if that were intentional, but I don't think many things are are by mistake. I think that's I think that's really cool actually. So the queen was again not physically there, but she surprised everyone with this Paddington Bear skit to open the show and yes, I cried. I mean, how could you not when Paddington Bear says, "Thank you." Like I could cry about this now. Thank you, ma'am, for everything. And William spoke at the event, as did a really emotional Charles. And we also found out that uh, surprise Pippa Middleton is pregnant with her third child. So congratulations to Pippa Middleton Matthews. Yes, the um, I will say that the pageant, so sorry, the platinum party at the palace, <laughs> tripping over my words in my twister. Yes, um, was really incredible in a way that I that was like one thing that I had underestimated that what it would feel like to be in the crowd because so they gave out tickets on a lottery system and there was no way you could get one. Like I was like, maybe I'll just buy one secondhand, and that's they like didn't even allow any of that. And so they just, again, they, they sort of like, um, the, the, the stage was, um, in front of Buckingham palace. And then they opened up the, the park all around there in the mall with big screens that you could come and watch. And it was like this huge party. I mean, it was truly, it was like London had been like cooped up from the pandemic and everybody was ready to have like a very good time. And I, I, I went with some friends and it was just, it was kind of a sight to behold because, um, you know, the, the, the Jubilee festivities, you know, tend to be pretty, um, composed and, you know, pageant like, and things like this. And this was just a party. I mean, it was a full on party. It was crazy. Was there a standout moment, um, during that, that evening that was your favorite part? I mean, I loved the Paddington bear sketch. I mean, I thought that was just absolutely adorable and it was such a shift. So again, um, going back to 2012, a decade ago, the last time we saw the queen do something like this, she appeared with James Bond, um, for the opening of the London Olympics. And Mm -hmm. everybody was like, you know, like so floored by that, that she would do something like that. And that was so daring, but this was so sweet. I mean, it was just, everybody just sort of quieted down and was listening and like, it was just to be in the crowd for that moment. And when she pulled that marmalade sandwich, black <laughs> handbag, I was just, I lost it. I was like, Oh my God, I can't sort of overstate the affection that Brits have for the queen. You know, there's all these questions about the monarchy and the future of the monarchy that are very warranted. And I think they'll, they will continue, but the queen and celebrating the queen felt kind of separate from all of that this weekend that people were just, um, so thrilled to be there to celebrate with her. 
as they should be. I mean, when he, I don't know, who knew that it would be Paddington Bear that would sum up all my feelings in one sentence, but just the <laughs> sincerity that he said, thank you, ma'am, for everything. I mean, I just lost it. I just, I, I just, there are so many times this weekend that I cried and um, it's just, we're living through history and it's just such a gift. And um, so let's do the Sunday recap before Jess has a question um, about the uh, that balcony, that final balcony moment. So Sunday concluded the four days with the big Jubilee lunch and then the Platinum Jubilee pageant, which actually I ended up loving. I did not know how that was going to go, right? But it I was really something, it. wasn't it? Yeah. So, so cool. I watched every moment of it. I thought it was so neat. It showcased UK culture over the past seven decades of the Queen's reign, uh, showing us just really how long she's been on the throne. It has been, I mean, 70 years. And Louis, once again, stole the show alongside his siblings and his parents. And then, okay, so then like boom to boom to boom emotional moments. Ed Sheeran sings perfect to close the show, which he dedicated to the Queen and Prince Philip as these images of them are playing. Then, like I said, at the top of the show, towards the end of the pageant, commentators noticed that the royal standard is raised, which meant that Her Majesty was at Buckingham Palace and then I'll hand it off to you, Jessica. Yeah, and then finally, you know, the Queen's third and final balcony appearance of the weekend um, in bright green alongside Charles and Camilla and all five Cambridges as the crowd sang God Save the Queen to her. What were your thoughts on this moment to really close out the Jubilee, Elizabeth? Well, I was so, I was first of all, so glad to see her do that. It was like this beautiful balcony bookend, right? She opened it and she closed it on the balcony, mm -hmm. balcony of Buckingham Palace. But it was so striking to me how different the balcony moments were, right? Because if you look at trooping, all the men were in their uniforms, the women were in their hats. It was very formal and traditional. And, it, you know, they were bathed in sunlight. It was this beautiful moment. And then on Sunday evening, because it was a much smaller group on the balcony, it was just the queen, her heirs and their families. Um, and because it had been sort of cloudy and, um, there, and the, the, certainly the bunting had been removed. It was just sort of the family on the balcony and it, it presented such a, um, sort of forward looking view. I think, you know, um, it was Charles and William and George were all in their dark suits and the queen was there in bright green. And it just looked like this, um, picture of a sort of modern slimmed down relatable monarchy. I was really yeah. struck by it. It was really touching. Well, I wonder if this is a coincidence that on Thursday, Louis was positioned next to her majesty. They probably knew he was going to bring the entertainment. He did. He did not disappoint. But then uh, George was next to her on Sunday. And so, yes, and yeah, and yeah. the reports had said that she was just going to go out with her heirs, you know, that, um, that somebody had said, I think it was Russell Myers and Amir had said that she was going to appear with just Charles, William and George. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that Camilla and Kate and Charlotte and Louis were up there too, was a surprise to me, but I think very much their arrangement was intentional because it put yeah. her heirs surrounding her. Yeah. You've got that shot right there of the, of the four of them. And I had heard that too, Elizabeth, that it was just going to be the four of them, but I'm glad because, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm an only child, so I don't have siblings, but Elizabeth, if I'm not mistaken, you have three children and that, and you know, I know obviously Charlotte and Louie know that George is the heir, but 
you know, you don't like, especially at that age, you don't want to single one one out. And then what about the other two? You know, they, I liked how they let them be a unit there. I really, I actually really appreciated that. So, well, and it is the family that's working on, you know, the Queen's behalf right now. And certainly Camilla too, you know, I mean, we haven't really talked about her, but I think to have those, um, the, the image of that, group up there they're certainly their whole lives are you know on in service to um the monarch and i think that that was really a wonderful thing and there were a couple of very sweet smiles exchanged there was one between the queen and kate that seemed like very much an acknowledgement of what kate has done um and then there was certainly that my favorite moment of all was when george smiled at the queen yes and you know george is always so skeptical in his public appearances and i totally get that i mean it would be so overwhelming but he's often got sort of a look of he's reserved or he's not quite sure or he's not quite into it and so to see that very genuine smile flashed at his great great grandmother was just oh my goodness that that image will live on in history books it's gonna it's yeah incredible. that's it that's amazing shot so okay this is a total non sequitur but I think you both will agree with me on this I want to talk about Kate's top from her baking photo with the kids yeah you know I'm sorry we I I'm do. That is total 180 but I can't let you as a fashion journalist leave here without commenting on that look because it's I mean of course we've seen her all weekend you know she's she's in full dress she's in hats but this is just such an at-home moment I was wondering what you thought of that look well, if you look at Kate's fashion for the Jubilee, I mean, it is so on point because she checked all the boxes and I think she needed that casual moment, right? You know, because that's a big part of the Cambridge brand to be, you know, sort of casual and country and relatable. And, um, and obviously to be at home baking, you know, to, to take to the street parties was just adorable. And the fact that they were all in, I mean, she, her top, I believe was pink and white, but it was the whole thing gave off this, you know, the colors of the union Jack flag with the mm-hmm. kids in Navy, um, to Navy and white. And it was just, I thought that was just darling. I mean, she, they, they have upped their social media game so far. I mean, it's so yes. good. Every, every post from the Jubilee was so good, but that in particular, people were just, I mean, squealing, I could hear it through my phone. I mean, it was really adorable and she looked great. And she, you know, again, that's a big part of, that's really important. You know, Royals aren't just like famous, glamorous people. They walk this line between being aspirational and accessible and, you know, baking cupcakes with your kids in your kitchen is pretty, is pretty relatable. Yeah. it did feel very on brand um, for, for them. And, and that was fun to see. Um, sticking on fashion looks, um, since we do have the expert here, Elizabeth, I was wondering what your favorite or maybe a couple of your favorite looks of the weekend were. What stood out to you the most? Oh my gosh, there are so many. Um, I would say I loved the queen's first coat. I love that she, um, you know, wore the same outfit from her official Jubilee portrait out on the balcony. You know, um, obviously the Jubilee portrait was taken, I think a couple weeks ago, but to wear it, you know, um, back to back like that, we got the portrait on Wednesday night and then she stepped out on Thursday morning in the same outfit. It sort of cements that look as the Jubilee look for her. And that look I'm sure will hang in museums, you know, (laughs) from here Mm -hmm. to eternity. I mean, that, that is a really important visual brand. Um, for Megan, I wish we would have seen her trooping the color outfit a little bit more. I heard that's that her fantastic hat um, sold out in mere hours. Um, that was a great look for Kate. I mean, it's so hard to choose. I, I, 
I loved her two new looks. I love that she wore Amelia Wickstead and I thought that was just a beautiful sort of sunny um, yellow color that she wore to the service of Thanksgiving. But then the Stella McCartney that she wore Sunday night um, for the pageant and then out onto the balcony is kind of fashion forward for her, you know, and it looked, it made her look um, very modern and, you know, she was still able to like look great after managing her kids for hours on end. <laughs> so I don't know how she does it. Um, there was a lot of good fashion. I have to say everybody was very much um, in the, in the realm of like, uh, like exactly what you would want and expect from the Royal family. So the, the other piece of context here, especially for fashion is that there's a cost of living crisis going on in the UK right now. And everybody is talking about that. And so the, the, um, spending on the Jubilee was a big source of, you know, press coverage, especially when I was there, I was really interested in that. And so I think the Royals did a great job of looking extremely, um, lovely, but not looking over the top in any way, not looking, you know, like not going too far. It was just very much like the best of British fashion. I really can't think of any misses. I really can't. Mm -mm. And that's not normal for me. No, even like, even the others, like, you know, Eugenie and Beatrice looked fantastic. They looked so good. Having a moment right now. I mean, she is in her prime right now. We've talked about that on the show before. She is just shining and I love it. And everybody looked great. The colors were great. Everything. I just truly can't think of a miss. And that is again, not normal. There's usually some look that we say, okay, what, what about that? But not, not this time. It was great. And it was really, it was very well done. And like, it was, it was all, um, it was like, yeah, it was just, it ran the gamut of it. And it just, yeah, they, there was so much ahead of, you know, the, the proceedings, everyone was so nervous about how it was all going to go down. And like from the other side of it, it's like, wow, you, you guys did it. (laughs) It went as well as it possibly could. Yeah. I'm just so, I'm so re you know, we, Jessica, I've been doing this for a long time. You've been doing this for longer, Elizabeth. And there's moments where we're like, you know, what more can we say about these wonderful people? But this, this weekend just filled my cup up so much. (laughs) re-energized me and I am I'm just uh, it was wonderful so you know my our last question for you it's difficult to put the impact of the platinum jubilee into words it's a historic moment we'll never see it again likely and definitely not in the three of our lifetimes it's living history and proof that the queen has kept her word and that where whether her life be long or short she would dedicate it to the service of her country and the commonwealth so as we close, Elizabeth, what did the Platinum Jubilee mean to you? And what will it mean to the monarchy going forward? I think it was just really a time to reflect on Queen Elizabeth and all that she has done. I mean, I, I, it's, it's staggering to me truly that she would, you know, take to the throne at the age of 25 and all that she has done and accomplished since then and what, how she has, you know, led the monarchy to where it is today. Um, there's just nobody like her in history. And so to, that was why I like booked a very last minute plane ticket to London to be there for it, because I was like, I just need to witness this. I need to see her and I need to, um, see the celebrations of her because I think it's just so profound. And like you said, we're never going to see this again in our, in our lifetimes and certainly not for a long time. And we're not even likely going to see a queen, you know, I mean, right. it's going to, it's, we got a bunch of Kings coming up here. So that's such a good point. We might never see a queen again mm-hmm. in our lifetime. Yeah. And so I just, you know, I, I, I think of all the very valid and warranted questions about the monarchy and its future. Um, this was a moment to sort of celebrate the queen 
and um, it was it was a privilege to be a part of it. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And I leave for London in two and a half weeks, and I can't. I'm chomping oh my at the bit. So, what are you, what are you doing over there? I'm just being a tourist. I'm just yes. going, doing all the things. And um, Jessica's already been there, and this is actually my first time to the UK. So <gasps> oh. I know. So I'm I'm more excited and energized than ever. And I just I I I'm sure the spirits will still be riding high in two and a half weeks. And um, I'm so just so happy that you got to be there and see it. What what a moment of living history. And thanks for sharing your experience with us. Of course. Well, and for you and anybody else that's going to London, I did write a bulletin newsletter. Well, actually two of them. I, I, I enlisted a friend who lives in London. If you want any Royal inspired travel guides of London, yes, look, I look will, for I it there for because sure there's so that. many fun things. Yes. To do. And just, you can feel, feel a little taste of the Royal life. I'm so excited. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, for being with us today. Thanks for having me, you guys. I enjoyed our time with her so much. She was lovely. I did too. It was so wonderful to speak with her. I have followed along on her Instagram account for a while and love getting her perspective on all things Royal. So that was really, really fun. And I know our listeners enjoyed it as well. Yeah. And to be there, I mean, I'll be there so soon and you've been there before, but to be there in that moment, I think Elizabeth really gave us a good behind the scenes perspective of what it was like on the ground and, um, man, I just, I just keep saying we're living history. We're living history. And, um, I want to close with a couple things. First of all, I wrote something, um, on, I believe it was Thursday and just really how the Jubilee was so special and it was historic and it's so impressive that she's reigned for this long again, probably never see this again in our lifetimes, but, to me, it just all comes back to that speech in South Africa she made in 1947 when she was on her 21st birthday, where she said, for my whole life, may it be long or short, I will be dedicated to service. And I think that this weekend was just a celebration of, at its bare bones, a woman who kept her word. And that's so rare anymore for people to keep promises and vows, but she made a promise and she has kept it. And this weekend was about a kept promise to me and I'm going to start crying. So I'm going to stop myself from doing that on air, but thank you, your majesty for keeping true to your word. It was a really magical weekend. And as we close, I wanted to read a bit from a statement from the queen. This was released Sunday evening after all the Jubilee festivities ended. She said, quote, when it comes to how to mark 70 years as your queen, there is no guidebook to follow. It really is a first. But I've been humbled and deeply touched that so many people have taken to the streets to celebrate my platinum Jubilee. While I may not have attended every event in person, my heart has been with you all, and I remain committed to serving you to the best of my ability, supported by my family. I have been inspired by the kindness, joy, and kinship that has been so evident in recent days, and I hope this renewed sense of togetherness will be felt for many years to come. I thank you most sincerely for your good wishes and for the part you have all played in these happy celebrations. So any final thoughts on the Jubilee? 
Yeah. I mean, there's just so many memorable moments from the past week and um, it was just incredible to see the whole family there together. It was incredible to see her majesty, um, you know, just commemorate this moment with um, so much excitement um, really, you know, in her country and, and across the world. And um, I really enjoyed that. And, and even the lighthearted sort of funny moments, you know, like the, we talked about the Paddington Bear um, skit, you know, some of the jokes Prince Charles made. And, you know, even those moments are, are touching. Um, and, and, you know, I, I almost cried hearing his, his speech and, and watching that skit. And I know you said you did. Um, so I, I don't know, every, every moment was special and I loved seeing the family interact together and, um, just really, really glad we got to experience that. Yeah. What a gift that not only did we get to experience it, but we got to be Royal reporters during it. And so just such a blessing and um, to Her Majesty. I mean, my gosh, I'm a 0.01. There's no chance you're listening, but somebody tell her this for us. On behalf of Jessica and me and all of the podcast Royal Loyals, I can't speak, podcast Royal Loyals, thank you, Your Majesty, for 70 years of service and may there be many more. Thank you. Listeners, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at podcastroyal, email us at hellopodcastroyal at gmail.com, and please follow, rate, and review our podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 63 of Podcast Royal. Bye. Bye.